welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. This podcast is brought to you by my new program, High Vibe and Gut Healthy. If you're ready to get to the root cause of frustrating gut issues, this program is for you. I have a range of options from an affordable self-study course to a VIP program with a high level of personalized support. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and use the code podcast at checkout to get $50 off any of the program options. Let's get into the episode. Hello there, friend. I really, really hope that you are doing okay and you're staying safe wherever you are in the world. I'm recording this podcast because, quite honestly, I've been feeling pretty stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed myself lately. And I know that you might be feeling the same. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the top ways that you can support yourself emotionally and nutritionally to feel calmer and just to feel okay on the inside, even when all sorts of crazy stuff is going on out there in the world. Before I get into the more tangible action steps, I want to chat about what we're dealing with right now. Every time we log onto social media or turn on the TV or radio, we're constantly bombarded with the latest bad news from around the world. We're going onto those platforms for a dopamine hit, to feel good, to experience some sense of connection, or maybe to distract ourselves from the real world and numb out. But instead of getting that feel-good hit we're after, we get more bad news. And I do think, of course, it's really important to know what's going on in the world so that we can be grateful for our own lives and do our bit in some way to make the world a better place. But we're not designed or hardwired to feel responsible for every bad thing happening on the planet. Many years ago, we would have gone through immense times of stress bushfires, floods, outbreaks of disease, wars, but we only had to deal with our own stuff, the stuff that was right in front of us. We didn't have to deal with every bad thing going on on the planet at the same time. Okay, so the first takeaway from this episode is to get some boundaries in place so you're not surrounded by overwhelming news and negativity 24-7. Yes, learn about what's going on, But I suggest going to less extreme emotive sources for that, like reputable online newspapers. And with things like the news and social media, avoid accounts or channels that stress you out and leave you feeling not so good. So we obviously can't control what's going on in the world. But while it might not feel like it sometimes, we can control our reaction and how we respond to what's going on in the world. The best way to do that is by having a toolkit of things to help shift you from your current state to feeling better. Many of these tools can also help improve your energy levels if you're also feeling flat and low on energy. Now, I'm going to mention a lot of tools here. You definitely don't need to do all of them. 
Just pick one or a couple that sound good to you and see how you can incorporate them into your daily routine. Okay, first tool is getting your heart rate up. I know in some other episodes of the podcast, I've mentioned keeping your heart rate down. So this might seem a little bit confusing. If you have a chronic illness or you're very burnt out or depleted, it's probably a good idea to keep your heart rate down. But if you're feeling stressed and anxious and you're not super burnt out, then getting your heart rate up can be such a game changer. What happens when we're stressed is we pump out stress hormones, including adrenaline. And that adrenaline can leave us feeling jittery, anxious, tight in the chest, nauseous and overwhelmed. And you can actually burn that adrenaline off by moving your body and getting your heart rate up. So you could go for a run or swim or do interval training, which is when you do some form of movement in short bursts like running, squat jumps or burpees. Basically, you go hard out in a short burst. So you might do anywhere between 20 seconds and a minute of running or burpees, and then you rest or walk in between. And your rest period might be 30 seconds or it might be a couple of minutes, depending on your fitness. The benefit of this sort of interval training is that you can get your heart rate up really quickly and you only need to do a few rounds to really start to burn off some of that adrenaline. Yoga is another favorite tool of mine for stress relief. I've been doing it pretty much daily at the moment. There are so many different types of yoga, so I'd suggest giving a few things a go and finding something you enjoy. If you do a lot of training in the gym, you might like yin or restorative yoga to really stretch it out and relax. If you want yoga to be your main form of movement, you might like hatha or vinyasa, which are a little bit more dynamic. There are loads of free yoga classes online. Yoga with Adrian has so many amazing free classes on YouTube and I'm currently doing Duncan Yoga's online studio, Heart of Vinyasa, which I absolutely love. The next tool is EFT or tapping. This is basically using your fingers to tap on different points of the body. At the same time, you repeat a mantra in your mind. So I love meditation as a maintenance tool, but when I'm actually feeling really anxious, I find that tapping shifts away I'm feeling so much more quickly than meditation. There are plenty of videos on YouTube to learn how to do EFT, and I've also been recommended the Tapping Solution app as well. Breathwork is another favorite of mine because just like tapping, it can shift how you feel really quickly. There are different types of breathwork, but some awesome calming ones are alternate nostril breathing or 478 breathing or even just deep belly breathing with a focus on slowing down your exhale. So whatever you're doing right now, let's take a few breaths together. Take a big breath in and a big breath out. And now if you can, put one hand on your belly. Breathe in slowly through the nose and focus on expanding the belly. And as you exhale, feel the belly fall and soften. And just continue taking a few of these slow, deep belly breaths. One more deep belly breath in through the nose and out through the nose. 
And what this does, along with many of these other tools, is helps you shift into a rest and digest or parasympathetic nervous system state, which means you feel calmer, your gut and digestion will work better, your body will be able to heal and restore properly overnight, you'll sleep better, and so much more. Even a couple of breaths really help, and you can do this anywhere, anytime. So when I get anxious, I get this very annoying thing called air hunger. I don't know if this is something you've experienced before, but it basically feels like I have very minimal lung capacity. And this slow, deep belly breathing really helps to get rid of it pretty quickly. Okay, on to the next tool. Next up, we have shaking. And you might think this is a bit of a weird one. It's actually a practice from Qigong, which is thousands of years old. So basically, you can just put on some music or nothing at all and just shake it out. Start by bending your knees a little bit and then maybe jumping up and down. And then you can gradually increase the intensity. This really helps to shift feelings of stress and can also get your heart rate up and help to burn off that adrenaline as well. Now, I mentioned meditation before. I love meditation and think it's an awesome practice to incorporate daily. If you've tried meditation before and you're not into it, I definitely recommend that you just keep on trying some different types and different teachers and find something you like because there probably is a style of meditation that is going to work for you. I personally really love the Insight Timer app because there are lots of different teachers and types of meditation on there. I also think with meditation that we often think it needs to be a really big thing, like 20 minutes twice a day, every single day or else. But honestly, even three minutes once a day will make a difference. Or you can try something different like a walking meditation, which is basically just getting outside for a walk, but with no podcasts or music or anything. You basically just go for a walk outside, be mindful and, and take in your surroundings. Having a cold blast in the shower can help you wake up and massively shift how you're feeling. You don't need to have your whole shower cold, but right before you get out of the shower, switch it to cold and immerse your whole body. It might feel a little bit challenging sometimes, but honestly, this is a game changer and I've been doing it every morning lately and I absolutely love it. Essential oils are another good one. Lavender and earthy, woody scents like frankincense and sandalwood in particular can be very calming. You can just put a drop on your hands and cup your hands over your nose and take some deep belly breaths. Or you can just wear them as a perfume. Journaling is another helpful tool to process what you're feeling. And also just connecting with other people as well. That might be having an honest conversation with your partner a friend or family member about how you're feeling or reconnecting with someone or even just getting out amongst people in your local coffee shop. Even if you're very introverted, spending quality time with good people can really help change your state. Now I'm going to move on to some more nutrition-based tools. I know I bang on about this all the time, but eating regular meals with a healthy fat and protein source is super important. Skipping meals, under eating, or not having enough fat and protein increases your susceptibility to feeling anxious and exhausted. This is so, so important. 
Next up, minimize your caffeine intake. Now, you know, I love my coffee, but when you're feeling stressed and anxious, it can really help to reduce your caffeine intake. You might like to just switch it out for decaf coffee. And ideally you want to go for Swiss water processed decaf instead of chemical processed decaf. Or you can opt for lower caffeine or caffeine free alternatives like chai tea, cacao or matcha. And wow, thanks for bearing with me. My voice is getting a little bit croaky today. Definitely a little bit croakier than usual. It's been a big few days. And, you know, as I said, I'm here because I've been feeling stressed and anxious as well. So real talk, my voice is giving it all away, but let's move on. Magnesium supplementation can be really helpful during times of stress and when you're feeling anxious because we burn through a lot of magnesium when we're stressed. Magnesium has so many important roles in the body. It helps your muscles relax, supports your brain health, it can improve sleep quality and so much more. But not all magnesium is created equal. For stress and anxiety, you want to make sure that you're getting a good quality practitioner grade supplement. And the form of magnesium you're after is glycinate or bisglycinate which are highly bioavailable forms of magnesium. Some of my favorite practitioner grade brands include Thorn and Designs for Health. And they both have good options for magnesium. And finally, sleep and rest. I know it can feel hard to relax and get a good night's sleep when you're feeling this way, but continuing to be sleep starved and rest deprived only fuels the fire more and more. This really is a vicious cycle. To improve your sleep, all of the things we've spoken about in this episode can really help. Plus, dimming the lights in the evening, having a warm bath or shower and doing something relaxing and that you enjoy in the evenings. Try to switch off from work at a reasonable time. Minimize your exposure to blue light from your phone or computer in the evenings. And if you're going to watch Netflix, stick to things that are a little bit more lighthearted. I love a true crime doco as much as the next person, but when you're feeling stressed and anxious, it's probably not the best time for anything anxiety-inducing. Okay, so as I said, that was a whole lot of tools, and you definitely don't need to do all of them. I'd love you to pick between one and three new things to try and incorporate them into your daily routine. I'll show what I'm doing at the moment. In the mornings, I've been doing a 15-minute yoga class, and when I have my morning shower, I give myself a cold blast at the end just for a minute. And as needed, I'll add in some of these other tools as well, like lately I've been taking magnesium in the evenings. You don't need to do it all, but you do need to do something. So, let's recap. Here are the tools I covered. First up, having boundaries around social media, TV, radio, and wherever else you get your information. Next up, getting your heart rate up. Then we have yoga, tapping, breath work, shaking, meditation, cold showers, essential oils, minimizing caffeine, magnesium supplementation, having regular meals with protein, fat, and carbohydrates, and making sure that you're getting enough calories as well. And finally, sleep and rest. 
I want to wrap up now with a quote from a mentor of mine, Jim Fortin. And this quote is, everything has been, is now, and will always be fine. Let me repeat that. Everything has been, is now, and will always be fine. Just think about it. Ponder over it. I've found this quote very, very comforting over the last year. Things might not always feel fine, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we don't have any control over what's going on in the world, but we do have these tools and we can shift how we feel on the inside. And when we feel better on the inside, we can do so much more for the people around us and the world, and we can have much more of a positive impact. So I have one final question for you. What are you grateful for? It could be the comfy bed you slept in last night. It could be your dog or your partner or a family member or friend. It can be something tiny like your morning coffee. When we focus on gratitude, really everything else falls away and that just becomes our primary focus. They say it is impossible to feel grateful and any negative emotions at the same time. So just coming back to that gratitude when you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed and anxious is super duper powerful. So I hope you found this helpful. If you want to reach out to me and share with me how you're feeling or how you're going to put any of these tools into practice, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Just send me a DM on Instagram and my Instagram is just my name. Fran Dargaville. That's F-R-A-N-D-A-R-G-A-V-I-L-L-E. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please do share it with them. I hope you feel a little bit better and a little bit more okay after listening to this episode. Stay safe, take care of yourself, and go and put some of these tools into practice today. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.